Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks on Unit Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host, and I'm very glad you're here. If you're new and you don't know what Couch Talks is, it is the bonus episode of Unit Therapy that comes out every single Wednesday where I answer questions that you guys send to me. And if you have a question, you can send that to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com, and then maybe one day I'll answer it. Quick reminder up top, especially for Couch Talks, is that although I'm a therapist and although on this episode I'm answering some of your questions, this podcast still does not serve as a substitute or a replacement for mental health services, including therapy in itself. Although it might lead you to therapy, and we love that. We really do love that. So this week we have one question, and if you are new again, we always like to keep these anonymous because, you know, touchy things and sometimes we just like to send in questions and have nobody know that we asked them and you know what I'm glad because I think a lot of people send in questions especially this one that a lot of people can relate to so it doesn't really matter who sent it in because a lot of us are wondering the answer which is why more than one person listens to the podcast which I'm very grateful for thank you guys and also if you're new and even if you're not new and you just haven't done this, I would love, 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 love for you guys to rate the podcast. Maybe even leave a comment. That would be super cool. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. And guys, you can do that on Spotify now as well. So if you have not, honestly, listen, I was listening to, listen, as if you weren't listening. Maybe you are not. Sometimes I zone out when I'm listening to podcasts. But I was listening to an episode of The Morning Toast, which is my newest podcast obsession. It is so funny. I love a lot of certain podcasts because I like people's voices. Like, I don't know how to describe that. It's not ASMR. <laughs> but certain podcasts I do like listening to because 
the host voices. And I found the morning toast through like a TikTok video because they got a TikTok. And I love Jackie's voice. Like she just has this like New York accent, just the way they enunciate things. I don't know. They're just silly in the way that they speak. Anyway, that's not important, but I was listening to uh, one of their episodes last week and I highly recommend it. It's just silly pop culture. It's you, they talk about their lives and I listen. I think a lot of people listen to their podcast. I'm getting to the point. They were talking about how they put the podcast out for free and they're like, we put this podcast out for free and you get this for free and, and we do this and we want to continue to do that for you. And the only thing we ask of you is that you follow us on YouTube, even if you don't ever want to watch us on YouTube. Now, I don't have a YouTube, but I really liked their strategy. She's a comedian, so she was being funny, but she was like, if every single person that listens to this podcast doesn't go subscribe to our YouTube channel, I'm going to make every episode cost like $1 million. Now, I don't think she's really going to do that, but I thought it was funny. And I liked her point. Like podcasts are free for the most part. And so all we really want from you is to like support us in ways that help the podcast be shared and spread. And one of the ways that is, is rating them. So that is my long winded way to say, please give us a rating. Okay, now let's get to the question for today. I got this one last week and was like, immediately we're doing this next week and emailed her back. So here is the question. And then after we will talk about it together. Hey, Kat, my question, recommendations on how to approach friends slash family who make negative comments about how they feel you're operating outside of in quotes, societal norms. For example, My boyfriend is five and a half years younger than I am. I'm 30. He's 24. This hasn't been a problem for us whatsoever. But lately, the closer we get to talking about engagement, people have been questioning our, in quotes, age gap. And then in parentheses, she writes, and maybe you can relate because I heard Amy joke briefly about your boyfriend being younger than you. There's so many dating relationships that fit outside societal norms, though. So I can't be alone in this. Any ideas on how to talk to people about this? Many blessings to you, your friend in Colorado. And yeah, gosh, you're not alone in this at all. There are many ways that people have very successful, healthy relationships that don't always fit in the norms that society places on relationships. Age gaps are super interesting to me, especially because if there is an age gap specifically in like a heterosexual relationship, then usually it's the guy that's older. And like, he's also not more than like five years older. And well, that can feel like really limiting. Like if we can only date people that are in this age limit and only this person is allowed to be older and this and that, it's like, why does it even really matter? We have to ask ourselves, why are we making this a big deal? And if we don't have a reason, then like, that's where we have to kind of like put a stop sign. (laughs) Because if we operate within those norms, the pool of people we are willing to date is just going to be drastically smaller than it already feels like it is for a lot of people. And for what reason? That seems kind of silly just because it's been that way. I really, you know, struggle with the, this is like a side note, but struggle with that idea that people say like, well, it's always been that way. We've always done it that way. It's always just okay, we get it. I get it. And like, I think in certain circumstances and certain situations, tradition is super important. But when it comes to like societal norms on who we can date and why and all of that, it's a little bit silly because as time moves on, things change and we're allowed to change with those things. That's a whole topic for another 
day. Anyway, now the first thing I really want to say here besides that is that just because something isn't normal, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or wrong or something you should be extra cautious about. Like something being not normal doesn't automatically equal bad. And I think that is something that we need to get a little bit more comfortable with as a whole, because even I can be that way. When people operate outside of what I would do or what I think is normal, it doesn't mean that what those people are doing is bad. I'm just not used to it. And I think this is probably what a lot of your friends and your family are coming at you around of like, we're just not used to this. So we don't really comprehend how this can be okay and not have any issues or repercussions or things that you kind of want to like take a second look at. What works or makes sense for one person may seem outrageous to another person. And it's just simply because we're created all very differently. And also because we're created all very differently, different things are going to work for different people. Just like there's not one way to eat or one way to exercise. There's not like one way that is the way to like live our lives and date, which is another reason why I do have some issues with dating coaches and all of that. I've talked about that on the podcast a lot before because they give this like oversimplified generic advice saying this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't. And when it comes down to it, there's a million bajillion ways to date successfully. Now, like I said, this can be hard for people to comprehend. We get stuck in our own brains and how our brains make sense of the world and what feels right to us. And we just can't imagine things working for others that don't work for us. We get like static in our way of understanding and thinking and lack really mental flexibility to sit with the idea that, again, we are all different and we need different things. And when it comes to dating, what a lot of people are looking at and what people are looking for is how they show up and not necessarily their age. For example, I dated somebody for about a year who was seven years older than me that felt more my age than older. He was 34 and I was around 27, 28. And honestly, at times he felt younger than me, especially in some of the emotional regulation flexibility stuff. I think I assumed at that time in my life that he was more mature just because he was older, but that wasn't necessarily right. And I didn't feel that age gap when I really look back on it, other than when I look at his finances and his career advancements, because he had seven more years to work on his career than I did. I was kind of just starting out. And I'm now dating someone who's younger than me, and he's younger than me by three and a half years, which doesn't sound like a lot. And I also think that this we play this weird game where we're like, well, it matters when like they're 21 and he's 27, but it doesn't matter when they're 40 and she's 47 or something like that. And I get that because again, we're thinking mature wise, like we're thinking life stage wise. That makes a lot more of a difference than just their age of like, yeah, a 19 year old who is in college is going to be a different life stage most likely than somebody who's 31. We can assume that when you get into the 40s or the 50s or even some of like the later 30s, that's not going to be as big of a gap. But again, everybody's different. What is true is that it's not about the age necessarily. It's about compatibility, lifestyle-wise. How do we fit? Goal-wise, how do we fit? Dating someone your age who never wants to get married makes less sense than dating someone five years younger than you that does. Dating someone your age who doesn't match your needs doesn't make sense just because it looks more normal. So 
all of this to say, I'm sorry that you've been getting kind of like the brunt of this like mental inflexibility. And it's very possible. I think that some of the people around you just really have no idea how you're feeling when they make those comments. So I think it's very, very smart of you to be wondering and to be proactive about how to let them know what's going on inside of you when you hear some of their comments. And like most confrontation that I talk about with my clients or on this show, you don't have to make this this a big, huge, like sit down, we need to talk, scary ordeal. You get to approach this just like a normal conversation. I think sometimes we just amp things up in our minds so much and we make them into these huge situations and this whole tangled mess when we're really just trying to do something very simple. Sharing a feeling should be fairly simple. And if that is blown out of proportion by the other party, there isn't really much you can do. So as long as you can approach this in a kind, regulated way, then I think that this can be pretty easy. Although some people just struggle with any kind of confrontation, even if it's a caring, low stakes one. So I do um, have some empathy for that. I don't want to minimize that. This can be really actually kind of hard for people. Now, I have a little template to have intentional confrontations. And it just basically goes like this. I've talked about this before. When you blank, I feel blank. The story I make up in my head or the judgment I make up is blank. And then you kind of just check in with them does that fit? Is that right? Am I off? And then they can say yes or no. And then you can follow up with what I need is blank. And you kind of just like state a need. So I wonder for you, what would it be like for you to say, hey, when I hear you say X, like something about your boyfriend being younger than you, I feel bummed out and sad. And the story I make up is that you're judging my relationship in a negative way rather than supporting me and being excited for my happiness. And I just wanted to kind of check in and see how this fits because it's been on my mind and it's something that I kind of don't want to have keep happening within us when we talk about my relationship. And I think, again, it's fair to say maybe in their heads, they're just trying to support you by helping you think about things that you might have not thought about. So this could open up a space to have a really fruitful conversation where you can just see where your lines maybe didn't cross the 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 right times. And maybe they would be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. That's not what I meant. Or they can say like, I, you're right. Like I am judging. And I guess I just don't really understand how these things don't bother you. So help me understand. Now, again, like I said, if you are going to have this conversation and if you do it in a regulated way, there shouldn't be a huge eruption. It shouldn't be that big of a scary, big, bad conversation. However, if you're having this conversation with somebody that lacks any kind of flexibility, any kind of empathy, any kind of emotional regulation, then you are opening yourself up to something that might not be super helpful. So before you have this conversation, I would especially going coming off of the tales of the episode we did on Monday about narcissism, you have to make sure that like who you're going to is somebody who is able to be regulated and stable. And even though you might get in little tiffs sometimes or have disagreements or not see eye to eye on everything, they do have the ability to be regulated and, and caring and loving. And most likely if you're talking to your friends about your relationship or your family and they're getting certain details of your relationship that they are caring people, but you never know. So I hope that is helpful and you need to have the relationship that you need to have, just like you need to have the day you need to have. And the day we need to have looks different and can look different for all kinds of people because again, we are all created differently. Maybe a new tagline, yeah? 
Anyway, thank you for your question, and I hope it was helpful. If you guys have questions, again, you can send them to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com, and maybe one day it will pop up on the show. Like I said, have the day you need to have, and I will be back with you guys on Monday. Bye. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.